Well, happy Monday. It's another week. We're getting close to Christmas. Obviously, there's still a lot that we're exploring over here. I just wanted to be the first today to welcome you to your morning. I wanted to be the first today to welcome you to a great day. I wanted to be the first to tell you, yes, I'm going to say what everyone says, that God loves you. But even more so, that no weapon formed against you will prosper. That today is the day that you can let go of the things that are holding you back. Today is the day that you will find breakthrough. And if there's no breakthrough, you will find a lesson. Because during our trials and tribulations, that's where we grow. During our uncomfortability, that's where we grow. So if you needed to hear that, I am so thankful. If you needed to be reminded about that, I'm also thankful. Either way, I am thankful that my brothers and sisters, that you guys are here today to explore this parable that I'm about to share with me. And this is actually quite a special one, man, because I've probably sat on this parable for two weeks now. Not intentionally. I broke my wrist last week, um, hence why I didn't release this episode sooner, because obviously I still have to record it and everything. But I feel like it's a good thing I sat on this for the time I've sat on it, because it really made me contemplate a few things, and I can't wait to share it. So for those of you that are new here, welcome to Christian Motivation Station. Obviously, this is the, the season where we're exploring all of God's parables, all of Jesus' parables that he spoke. And also, this is the episode where it's following up on the good seeds that Jesus was talking about, about seeds landing on you know, rocky surfaces and between a thorny bush, etc., and also obviously on good ground. Now, this is kind of a follow-up story um, that Jesus told the disciples. You see, in Matthew 13, verse 24 to 30, Jesus gives us another parable, and he starts talking and comparing the kingdom of heaven. And he says that the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But then while that man was sleeping, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went his way. Now, when the grain sprouted and the crop was produced, the weeds were also visible. And the servants at this point asks the farmer, did you not sow good seed in this field? And how how, how is there weeds? And... The farmer says, well, an enemy has done this. And the workers reply going, well, do you want us then to go and gather them up? And the farmer says, no. Lest while you gather up the weeds, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of harvest, I will say to the reaper, first gather together the weeds and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. Now, this is a crazy parable because if you take it and summarize it for a second, you have the enemy, you have the good farmer, you have the field. Okay, then you have the weeds and you have the wheat. So there's this five things in this story and they all represent something. You know, the enemy is representing the devil. Um, the good farmer is representing God and the field is earth. Then you have the weeds and the wheat. So the wheat being corruption and the wheat being us, people. You see, the whole thing about this parable 
it describes the work of an enemy who tries to destroy the work of a man who sowed good seed in his field. The enemy's purpose is sowing weeds, corruption among us, the wheat. You see, when we read this story, when we really look into this parable, and at first when I looked into the parable, I thought to myself, okay, so, you know, there's um, a guy planting a seed, maybe that's our works, maybe that's just us, and the wheat is choking us, and then once I started looking deeper into it, I started to realize actually, when you look at the context of what's being represented and when you go and look at the the Greek words that are being mentioned, you start to quickly realize that actually this is talking about creation. Because God created us and planted us in the beginning of time on earth. And at the same time, everything was good. Everything seemed good and when God slept, the devil came. Now, God is always aware of everything that's happening. But in the case of sleeping, it was a case of corruption. Because God cannot overstep our free will. So, what's happened in the beginning of time is people were tempted by the enemy, by the devil, by corruption. And we fell for it. And Jesus is saying this parable, is talking and saying to people that among all of God's people is corruption. Among all of the Christians, among all of the unbelievers, there is corruption. And it will always grow with us regardless. And we know this to be true because we know there's spiritual warfare. And we know this to be true because we know that the Bible says that the flesh and the spirit will always fight together. They always fight against each other, sorry. So, when we take this into account, what we are finding is what we're finding is that at the end of the day, we are always going to grow with trials and tribulations, with the temptation of the devil. And if we're not mindful of the wheat, if we're not mindful of the weeds that he places in our life, if we're not mindful of the weeds that are being sowed whilst we are not aware of his plans and actions, it is very possible that these temptations, that these corruptions will choke us. And if we look at the very end of this parable, we start to see about a harvest. Now, you see that God is saying that leave, that, that he's saying to the workers to leave the wheat to grow. He's saying to the workers to leave that both of these things, corruption and us, grow together. So that at the end of time, when revelations is fulfilled and Jesus comes back, He will then separate the corrupt from the uncorrupt. He would separate the wheat from the weeds. This parable talks about what's coming ahead of time. It's a parable that prophesies that it won't be long until corruption is destroyed. But it's also a parable that tells us that if we allow corruption to grow in all areas of our lives, and if we, shall I say, live with sin, 
and don't get rid of it by repenting and giving it to Christ, we will find ourselves being choked by the weeds, by sin. It is up to us at the end of the day to turn away from any corruption, to turn away from any sin, because sin will choke us, sin will separate us. And at the end of the day, when Christ comes back, you will look at us. And if we are still entangled with sin, and we had all this chance to turn to Him and we don't, we will have a price to pay. And we know what that price is. We'll, we'll get binded up together with weeds and it will be burnt. But there's another promise. If we turn to God, when we are in Christ, when we constantly walk away from corruption and sin, when we uproot weeds of our life that the devil chucks at us, there's another promise that is made in this parable. And that is that the wheat will be gathered into Christ's barn, into God's barn. We will be saved. We will be kept. We will have refuge. And this, where we are now, this time in where we are now, presently speaking, and future, until Jesus comes, this is going to be the time where we are growing with corruption. We can't get away from sin. But we can definitely fight against sin. The only sin that cannot be fought against is sexual immorality. That's the only sin that Paul tells us to flee from. The devil is going to come to kill, steal and destroy. And the Bible tells us we need to be mindful. Because the devil is like a prowling lion seeking someone to devour. So he's going to put out nets. He's going to put out snares to try and catch us. To make us fall and stumble. But as long as we stay mindful as long as we walk with wisdom and remember the parables that Christ has taught us we'll be fine and I'm not saying if you fall short of the glory of God I'm not saying if you sin and you or let's say you're a Christian and you sin that you're going to go straight to hell what I'm saying is if you stay in sin then there's a question to be asked when you self-reflect why is this sin my idol and I need to get away from it. There's going to be times where you struggle with sin and you're going to feel that, oh man, maybe I'm not a Christian because look at all the other people around me. They, they're not entangled with corruption. Well, that's simply not true because we are now told that we are always entangled with corruption. We grow with it until the very end of time. So, we all do fall short of the glory of God. We all sin sometimes. It's not the actual sin that's the problem because we can repent of that. We can, we can turn away from it. It is staying in that sin. It is not feeling a sense of guilt when we sin that becomes the problem because then we've become used to it and we live in it. And Proverbs tells us, and tells us, Proverbs gives us this image of a dog that regurgitates and then returns and eats that sick if I can I know it's a very disgusting image but that's the image that is portrayed when people sin and go back to it there is no benefit for it it is sickly and unhealthy for temporary pleasure it is going to have a long-lasting 
guilty effect, whatever the sin may be. Now, this was a long one, and to be honest, there wasn't a lot of, um, shall I say, I didn't do a lot of takes on this, so you'll probably hear me say a lot of like, um, and ahs, and you know, stopping and pausing to think and stuff, but I wanted to keep these things natural with you guys, because I feel like if I keep reading scripts and stuff, man, like, it's just not going to come over the way I want it to come over. I want to share my heart with you and what I feel and think um, the Holy Spirit is guiding me to say. And at the end of the day, I just want to also say I'm proud of every single one of you. Like, I don't care about the views and the likes and the who downloads what and all that. Like, just being here with all of you is enough for me. And this is my work. This is my um, work I do for God and obviously I know merit isn't going to get me into heaven or anything I, by grace we are saved through faith but I enjoy this I enjoy speaking to you all about God I love him and I know you guys love him too so I do hope you take all of this into account today the teaching the lesson of today if I could summarize it in one single thing just be mindful of the corruption that you are growing with because you might not get rid of the corruption but you can certainly minimize it. And with that being said, I hope you all have a fantastic week. I love you all. May the Lord guide your feet and the plans that you make for your life. And if you ever need anything, you know where to find me. I'm more than happy to pray for you all. I'm more than happy to have a chat with you all if you guys are going through something. Like, I'm here for it. But for now, have a fantastic week. May God bless you all. Amen.